one of the things I learned through my, you know, being an entrepreneur now for 10 years is the only way you go out of business is when your bank account is zero. So you need to hold on to your bank. Like you need to not like people call it cheap. I call it smart. Some people call it frugal. If they want to be polite, I think wasting money is just that. And the more you waste, the more you have to earn. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up. Welcome to Wake Up With Focus, your home to learn all things digital, marketing, content, branding, and business development, finding out what's gold and what's old in the world of digitalization, hear from industry leaders, and discover how to market to those who matter most to your business. With your host, founder of Focus Recruitment and Focus Media, Belinda Agnew. Once again, welcome to Wake Up With Focus. Today, we are joined by a serial entrepreneur, Jeremy Greenfield. Jeremy has been involved in a string of successful businesses throughout his career. Previously, the brand director for sports marketing agency, the managing partner for Fortune Favors, The Bold, and investor in several widely successful international companies. Jeremy's love for people and the tech world have taken him into incredible heights in his career. Today, he wears the hat of the chief brand officer for Popple, a small device attached to your phone that lets you share your social handles instantly with a single tap to another phone. Jeremy, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's been waiting for something like this to come to market. And for that, thank you and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. This is actually my first podcast. So if I uh, mess up, just bear with me. Are you lying? It's a lie. I'm being dead serious. First podcast. What? I'm so excited yeah. to have you. So we're actually yeah. the first people to share your story. This is incredible. Yes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So um, I want to jump straight into it because I know we're short for time. We were running around this morning. Uh, who is Jeremy? Like, tell me about your story. Bring me to the young Jeremy when you grew up. Like, were you a single child? Did you have, you know, brothers and sisters? Were your parents divorced? Like, who made you who you are today? Like, why do you keep trying to find things in the market? And why do you keep wanting more, I guess? You know, tell me about that. Who's Whoa, Jeremy? That's a, that's a heck of a question right out of the gate. Okay, perfect. Um, well, let's see. Yeah, parents got divorced right before my third birthday. I've got uh, three brothers. Uh, Justin is my older brother. He's also an entrepreneur, very successful family man. Okay. I've got two younger brothers uh, in college, so they're doing well in their own regards. And then uh, I'm somewhere in the upper middle, uh, number two. And I've always, my brother and I, my older brother and I, we've always wanted to be wealthy. Like we grew up comfortable, uh, mm -hmm. middle class comfortable, but definitely not abundant, but definitely not struggling. Uh, but we always were like attracted to Ferraris and the lifestyle. And like, how do you attain this big house? How do you create this amount of wealth? How is this possible? Um, so from a young age, I was selling custom CDs. I was like, uh, one July 4th, this one guy was, I was hustling. Yeah. Yeah. One July 4th, this guy was selling uh, glow sticks downtown. I thought he was selling them for way too cheap. So I bargained him and got him lower on his price. And then I went out and sold them for more. And then I came back to him and rebought for lower. And then I went back out to the same people he's selling to sold out for more and just did that a few times. And like, my brother was like, Hey, you know, you can do some here. Uh, and so I've always felt like kind of, I want to get paid for my craft, not 
flat rate, no matter how I do, whether I strive or not. So you were hustling like Gary V kind of style, like GV. Very similar. Hustling on the streets, trying to, you know, flip stuff to, to make coin. And why do you think that is? Was it because your parents uh, weren't as wealthy and you kind of were like, well, they're not really going to give me money to do what I want to do. So I got to go out and hustle. Or was it? Yeah, I, mm. I think it was. Um, I think, you know, when you're growing up, what you feel like maybe if you think about like features and bugs, yeah, like in a simple form, uh, what you're growing up may feel like a bug, but it's actually a feature because it creates something inside of you. Uh, so like my parents, they wouldn't just like I was a big golfer. I still like to play golf. They wouldn't just give me money to buy golf balls, even though I played all the time. Mm-hmm. So we had to like figure out how to create that money, not because they didn't have it, but because they were saving it because they had bigger goals. They wanted to pay for our college. They wanted to do big things for us. And so mm-hmm. it created this checks and balances where if we don't have it, well, we've got to create it because we're, they're not going to give it to us, but we right. want it. And if that want and that need is big enough, it'll create action. And then you just kind of like figure it out. Right. So you were hustling. And then from there, you were like, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I'm, I'm really good at negotiating. I'm really good at, like, you know, selling things. And what did you do from there? Let's, like, bring it to age 20. So I'm in college, mm-hmm. uh, uni, university, uh, Oklahoma State University. I've met uh, my college sweetheart, who I ended up marrying, but ended up not working out. But we didn't have any children, but it was all great. Everything's good. Um, we're dating. I'm struggling as far as financials. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm a college student. I'm expected not to have a lot of money. So life is good uh, as far as that goes. And then once I got out of college, I, we got married super young. Cause that's what you do in the Bible belt as it's known uh, in Oklahoma. You mm-hmm. could ask Mason Cox who plays for Collingwood about Oklahomans and getting married early. So did that mm-hmm. got into oil and gas, uh, started my own company. Our family was in oil and gas, took out a loan, bought some properties, Oil ran up to 135 a barrel, was very successful, uh, experienced a lot of success quickly and was kind of like, whoa, got to kind of figure this out. And then things didn't work out between us. We asked for just, you know, separated. My brother and I got into some ventures with oil and gas. He was very successful and smart with it. Mm -hmm. And then I got right into tech with my first venture, which was called Divi turned into hashtag, which was an app uh, in 2012. Okay, cool. That, that takes you to about 24, 25. And how old are you now? Uh, my 36th birthday is in six days. So I'm almost oh, 36. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, big one. <laughs> oh, Vegas? No, because everything's kind of shut down. Miami. No, I'm just going to hang out. Oh, okay. uh, cool. Probably go to like another city. Well, Postponed celebrations. We've got a lot to nice. lot to focus on, but yeah. Nice, yeah, nice. good times. So like let's bring it to so college. You you um struggled financially. You had a high school sweetheart, you married, then you were divorced, uh, no kids, and you kind of from there went into uh David Meltzer's uh company, uh marketing, uh what was it, marketing uh, agency for sports one, right? Uh, yeah, kind of college really. sweetheart and then, um, not high school, but college. And then went into, uh, tech and did that for four years, 
it's called hashtag and i took a 1973 volkswagen bus like uh you know like an old school bus uh drove it around the country getting users talking about hashtag onboarding people doing press runs taking meetings and ended up living on a boat in venice well marina del rey california which is the suburb of la it's essentially los angeles yeah uh, ended up living in a boat there for about a year and a half had an office in venice with my app hashtag which had some success we were written about in TechCrunch. we'd done some very interesting things but we couldn't quite cross the chasm uh, if you've read that book about crossing the chasm mm -hmm. we couldn't get real market adoption we added some value, but not a lot of value. So I spent a lot, you know, four years kind of pushing the boulder up the hill and learning what doesn't work, what does work, what will you pay for, what's just nice to have, and kind of navigating that world. I uh, had an office in Venice Beach. I would skateboard back and forth to my boat. And then one day uh, I was just skateboarding this normal route. And I there's like this little drainage that leaked behind this apartment complex. And I always went right. And for some reason, this time I went left because a car was coming, but I was early. So I went left and it hit the uh, this like mossy water and my board shot out and I fell and I caught myself, but it was moss. So my arm slid out and I slammed and uh, dislocated my pec and my rotator cuff and tore something else in my shoulder. So just like really messed everything up. So that I took that as kind of like an odd sign. So I sold the bus rented my boat to a friend, canceled my office, moved back to Oklahoma to get surgery, and then got back into oil and gas with my brother and started uh, doing that again. So what happened with the, the tech startup? Did you sell off your shares or what happened? Just just pure, just shut it down. Just in the, wow. If you looked at it like in a binary sense of it, like success, failure, it was a pure failure, but... Yep. Everything it taught me from the connections, making friends, doing something interesting, creating, iterating, creating, iterating, taking all of that. And it was like I went to graduate school mm -hmm. and then was able to turn that into adding value into Popple, which is like really exciting right now and really what we're focused on. Uh, had I not done that, I never would have had the mentality and the mindset of what not to do, what I learned. So it really Got worked it. out. So like you took that as a loss, but you were, you didn't really, like you took it as a loss financially, but you gained knowledge for your next venture, which is Popple, which we're going to talk about soon. Mm -hmm. cool. Which came up, I mean, yeah, it came four years later, but it all works out as it always does. You know, yeah. Steve Jobs talks about you have to trust it and you can only connect the dots looking backwards, not mm -hmm. looking forward. So in some way it all connects. And I mean, I can speak to that myself. Like if I think about everything I've done, I'm able to use that wide variety of experience and plug and play and make things happen faster than if I hadn't experienced it. 100%. I like that. And uh, can we talk about your relationship with David Meltzer? Because David Meltzer, I just love that dude. He's Who just such a great Meltzer? guy. Like he, he's just he a is. great being. Um, I would actually love to meet him. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'd love to meet him pre who he is now. Like I've met David a few times, but when he talks about how he was before versus now, I just like I can't see him being that egotistic man now. <laughs> Because I know David right. for David, right? <laughs> of course. So I think that weird. too. Like uh, his wife, Julie, who's amazing, will post Instagram shots of 
this David that we've heard about. And I'm like, I want to meet that guy. I know. Have a, just have a beer with him. See what he's excited about. What does he make comments about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a good know, dude. But I can say, you know, I work closely with David and mm-hmm. I think as pretty much as close as you can sharing hotel rooms, traveling, you know, 18 hour days, 4 a.m. mornings. And he is who he is through and through, which is a really, you know, um, refreshing to say very refreshing. Exact word mm-hmm. I was thinking of. Thank mm-hmm. you. B. Mm-hmm. Very refreshing. Whenever we live in a world where when the camera's on, people can be one way and when they're off another way. So to your point, yeah, David's awesome. Yeah. You should definitely have him on this. Have you talked to him about being on this? We have. Yeah. We've got him on the show already. So um, I think Amazing. you're you're planned before him, which is good. So you work with David um, as a brand director for uh, Sports One Marketing uh, with him. Uh, and then from there, you went into a, a chief brand officer for Popple. So tell us, tell us about your, I guess, going back to your professional experience, what led you to Popple uh, at the level of experience that you have and how did you meet the two boys? Like, how did that happen? Tell us about that story because that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Jason, Alvarez that, Cohen. Sorry to cut you off before that. Go for it. Can you tell the audience what is Popple uh, and explain it, you know, in short term and then lead me into how you met the boys and how that happened? Absolutely. Uh, so real quick about Popple. Popple is the fastest way to instantly share anything. Make sure it shows up in the camera. It looks like this. So he's showing and most people pe- that are listening. It's like most a, people stick it to their phones. A round sticker that you stick like on the this. back of your phone. And this is our latest one called Diamond. Cool. Yeah. And then what you can do is when you meet anybody, the best part about Popple is they don't have to have an app for it to work. Mm-hmm. And it instantly, you can share anything from your contact info to your Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, website, Maps location, Venmo, PayPal, TikTok, anything. And you can share it with just a tap and it comes up just like this. You just tap their phone and then a notification comes up. And when they open it, it goes directly to where you have it set on your app. So you're in full control. Because a lot of times... If I hand you a business card, oh, mm-hmm. great, we made a connection. Well, you haven't made a connection. What you've made is you've transferred work to the other person who now needs to go home, remember who you were, pull it out, take time out of their day to input it into their computer, their phone, et cetera, because we have a big problem between we live in a digital world, but business cards are analog, right? Here's one I was given. This is analog, but I want it in my phone. So how does this happen? Right now, we're manually taking the time, Mm -hmm. which sometimes you don't do and a connection goes unconnected. With Popple, you can instantly share that information just by tapping their phone and it pops up and you save it to their phone. And now that you are doing business or they email you or they see your website, anything you want. Cool. And that's like email, contact number, social media uh, handles like LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Whatever the the person puts on there, everything, right? And they instantly are connected with them. Yeah. So let's just say I've got a popple and I meet you uh, and we're at a cafe and we just had a meeting. Can Mm -hmm. I just tap your phone or do you need a popple? That's the best part. You just tap my phone and it comes up. I don't have to have a popple. I've never heard of popple. Awesome. No problem. That's the best part because 
you shouldn't be buying business cards, especially now in a contactless world. Handing a business card maybe could be seen as taboo and it's not executing the goal. The goal is to connect digitally. And so we bridge that gap. Got it. Contactlessly. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. You guys would have boomed through coronavirus. Because it We've was been like doing pretty well. It's been a big 2020. I, I, it's weird, you know, because it's such a hard time. Like, changed my life moving back to Oklahoma a little bit. Things are really odd. Yeah, yeah. But business wise, things have been uh, really going well. Awesome. So and good. tell us yeah. about the story. So, how did you meet the two boys? So, they're quite young. How old are they again? Uh, 23 and 24. 23 and 24 now? Mm-hmm. When did you meet them? At what age? A year ago. A year ago. Okay. So, still babies essentially. Yeah, so, they're young. So they're fresh out of college. Uh, Jason had graduated a year before. Uh-huh. And then Jason Alvarez Cohen, who's the CEO, co-founder. Yeah. And then Nick had graduated a year after him, mm-hmm. who's also, he's COO and co-founder. And they are best friends and they started something called Ripple Co. Okay. Which was this same idea, this same concept, but called Ripple Co, different branding. The app looked completely different. And my friend, posted an Instagram story mm-hmm. of this amazing commercial that Jason and Nick had made showing off their new launch product called Ripple Co. And I was blown away by this commercial. I was working with David at the time uh, and I was just blown away by this. And I reached out to my friend. I was like, hey, do you know those guys? Would you introduce me? And he's like, yeah, actually, I know the CEO, no problem. Jason's working full-time at Boeing, which the airline company, the airplane company. Yeah. And he takes, we have a 30-minute call and I just kind of ask like, hey, you know, it's a pleasure. Uh, what are your goals? What are you working on? What are you thinking about? And he said, well, we're going to basically, we want to kind of give these away to get them out everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make money by either doing special ads or reskinning the website. And I was like, okay, I, um, you're not old enough to remember MySpace, uh, but like reskinning the website, I don't know if that would really take. And he mentioned like replacing business cards, which at the time I was like, hey, if you want to, you know, get thrown out of an investor meeting, just tell me you want to replace business cards and you're going to lose them right there. I think you have something that's really exciting for a younger generation, but we just, the branding, I think we need to redo the branding. I think we should redo the UI. Um, and amazingly, Jason has built everything. He's our, he's a computer programmer as well as, or computer engineer as well as our CEO. So that's a big blessing for a company. Mm-hmm. So I was asking him, could you make it go directly into an app? He's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, that'd be fantastic. So they pull everything down. We start working together. We rebuild a visual UI, come up with P-O-P-P-L. But people keep saying Popel. We're like, no, it's Popel. And they're like, no, it's Popel. Uh, And then Lisa, who's Jason's mom, was like, why not just remove one of the P's? And it's Popel. And then it just somehow everything was perfect. Uh, So we launched in January. Mm -hmm. When did we meet originally? We met at Meltzer's office when you did we his did. podcast. did. When I was, uh, it was in, uh, where is that place called again? Refresh my memory. Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. You, well, you That's were in right. Irvine, but yeah, yeah, you were yeah, in Laguna yeah. Beach. I was in Laguna Beach. I was staying in Laguna Beach. I think it was like a year ago. Yeah. It was so just at the time was, that you guys had met. Like, because you were like, mm-hmm. this is cool. Like, go check it out. Like, let's connect. And, you know, that was kind we of like started, the thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So you met mm-hmm. the boys. Where did you meet them? Like, so you seen the commercial. Then somebody introduced you guys and you sat down like for coffee, dinner. Like, how did the, the phone, phone call, call? Phone call. And then phone call. you pitched them or did they pitch you? 
How did that work? I just told him my ideas. I just said, Hey, I think, I think your name like ripple is no good. There's a major cryptocurrency that's worth billions of dollars called ripple. Yeah. Um, there's tons of brands called ripple. I was looking for your brand. I couldn't find it. I wanted to buy it. I couldn't find it. I was like, I think you should catch a new name and I think you should take down everything. And then I just started advising them because I was, you know, ideas are free. So I feel Mm -hmm. like if I have an idea, I'll give it away. If it's good, great. If it's not, no worries. Mm -hmm. Uh, But better than me holding it and saying like, oh, you know, give me some equity and I'll tell you an idea. I think too often people should lead with value. That's what I do, how I got working with David Meltzer. Yeah. I walked in his office. I made some introductions. I was nice. I led with value. I said, I can get you verified on YouTube. I have a friend there. It was done. I started making, you know, lead with value versus like, what's in it for me? Got it. And we just kind of grew from I'm advising them to I'm a third partner to we recently got accepted into Y Combinator, which is uh, a really um, not exclusive is a weird word to use, but a major business accelerator in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. It's and we just got into that. So now it's like a lot of things are going on and it's just been an amazing ride. Wow. And the boys were just uh, notified on Forbes under 30 recently, right? Congratulations. Yes, this week they got Forbes 30s under 30, uh, which was an incredible yeah. uh, accolade for them. And this, the reason, one of the reasons this is the first podcast I've done is since the first day I talked to them, I said, you know, gentlemen, I think the two of you being best friends who have co-founded Popple is a really compelling story. Mm-hmm. The two of you and a third guy who met you through a friend, like that's a really cool story, but it convolutes yeah. the t- two of you taking interviews. So I, I position myself as the guy behind the guys mm-hmm. and I'm here to just kind of build them up. I want them to be household names and I'm okay just kind of being behind the scenes and trying to help them out. Uh, so that's why one of the reasons that this is the first one, because it's kind of just been like, I want to set them up and I'd love to introduce you to them as well. And we'd get them on here. I'd love to have them on here, but I guess this is about you, Jeremy, because you've done amazing things. And I think you keep downplaying yourself, you know, uh, you've brought massive value to Popple. You know, they are who they are because of you also equally. Yeah. We so, definitely built it together. Um, yeah. It, it's been a team effort. Like any good thing, if one of us wasn't there, it wouldn't work. And I think that's, if you have the right founding team, it'll be that way. It'll be a Venn diagram of skills and network and focuses versus two identical people. 100. Kind of trying to figure it out. I mean, as they say, you go uh, faster alone and further together. So you've definitely done it together. So well done. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that. (laughs) It's awesome. So let's go into the next question because I know there's like tons of stuff I want to cover around Popple because it's such an amazing concept. And when I heard about you guys, there was a lot of people coming into tech world that had uh, digital business cards. So they do digital Mm -hmm. business cards. They do like the little ring now um, where they Mm -hmm. tap on the ring. So there's so much um, happening in the space from from when you guys launched. So it just goes to show the concept is awesome. Uh, You've guys just done it really well. So we appreciate you. So um, you guys, you, uh, would you say you're tech? Is Popple tech? Like, what's the industry? Yeah, we are a hardware software company. We're a tech hardware. company for sure. Yeah, cool. So but we have with like 
some of the comments we'll get, because we have a big following on TikTok, uh, over 2 million followers and we're verified on there. And awesome. some people say, oh, it's just an NFC chip. Um, so it's, it's hardware and software because these are a commodity. Anybody could buy an NFC chip. We've just branded it just like a shoe. You can, make, you can buy a shoe, but yeah. Nike logo means more to me than an Under Armour logo on my shoes. Got it. And so we, when you pair this with our software, it becomes very powerful, whereas this alone has some capabilities, but not very much. So what do you charge for the little popple? These are $19.99 USD. USD. And then the software? Is free, but we have some upgraded opportunities at $2.99 a month. Got it. So it's like kind of like a, a software like Spotify upgrade and like that kind of thing. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah, we give oh. you a lot of great opportunity, but if you are a pro user, we have some options such as you can have multiple accounts, you get a social and a business profile, so you can have two accounts instantly available. Awesome. Like for you, Belinda... Think of how many ways you could want to share with somebody that you meet at a cafe, depending on who they are. Mm. Like you could want to share your podcast, your LinkedIn. Right. If you just kind of want to like, oh, here's my LinkedIn, your email, your phone number, if you really want to do business, like you would want to share, or you could say, mm. here, listen to my podcast. I really appreciate you. Or here's my Instagram. Thank you so much. Like it's nice to be able to have full control and have multiple ways to share because if it's just your phone number and it's on your business card, I agree. it can be awkward to get out of that. And it's hard as well because you're like, it's focus and they're like F-O-C-U-S. And I'm like, F-O-C-C-U-S, double C. So it'd be like cool to just tap, you know, because people always get confused. And say with Popple, right? Um, So leading into the next question, which is something I think the listeners would really love to to know about because you've been in tech for quite some time. You started your app that didn't really go as well. And now you're into Popple, Mm -hmm. which is tech also. So tech is really, really hard to crack. And especially through COVID, um, it was really hard to raise for people to invest into you because a lot of investors were holding on to their cash, right? They're really skeptical of investing into tech companies. So how did you crack the market? And what has been some of the challenges you've come across on this? And how have you overcome them? throughout COVID and pre-COVID? Because tech is hard. It's hard. Absolutely. Uh, One of our big advantages is we haven't had to raise money. Um, We've been profitable since launch, Mm -hmm. which as somebody, my previous company was Mm pre-revenue. And when you're you're at an investor table, if you're pre-revenue, they have all of the power. Right. You can say, oh, I want to raise the 10 million valuation. Like, well, I'm giving you a check at a five. Right. And if that's the only check you have, you have a five million valuation. Um, and I think for me, I harped on that one of the things I learned through my, you know, being an entrepreneur now for 10 years is the only way you go out of business is when your bank account is zero. So you need to hold on to your bank. Like you need to not like people call it cheap. I call it smart. Some people call it frugal if they want to be polite. Mm -hmm. I think wasting money is just that. And the more you waste, the more you have to earn and you can live and extend your runway. And if you're making money, it's all the better. But in the very beginning of Popple, Mm -hmm. you know, Jason was ready to quit his company or quit working for Boeing. And I was like, no, you don't want to do that. Let's have a smooth transition into Popple. Wait until we can pay a salary then you quit. 
I don't want you, if you think about it, like shifting gears in a car, I don't want you to go from set, you know, you finish college, you're in second, you shift to third, you're at Boeing making a hundred thousand a year. And then you're going to drop the clutch yeah. and just kind of idle for a little bit. Like, no, 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 we're going to go to fourth year. And so I think running lean allows you to stretch your runway, which can give you more power as an entrepreneur because you're less tied to their money. So yeah. I think that's been a big thing that luckily we haven't had to raise. We've had investors actually reaching out to us, wanting us to raise. They're, they're interested. Um, you know, we, in a, a lot of ways, it's a lot of timing and luck. They talk about Steve Jobs had to be born where he was born at the time he was there in order to be early in on computers. Michael Dell, same thing. Like there's these times and moments and we launched contactless sharing in January and the world went contactless in March. Yeah. Around Feb. Yeah. Feb, we March. Could, yeah. We, February, March. We could never plan for that. So we went from, here's why this is a great value add. No, don't buy business cards to, Hey, we're looking for solutions to contactless sharing. So it, it really, a lot of it is mm. we were set up to be viral. That's why we pulled down Ripple and relaunched as Popple. So when we went viral in February on TikTok, uh, we have a video that has nearly 80 million views. Wow. That really, it's crazy. That launched Popple. Uh, we sold, we've sold down like 140 countries. We have 30 plus international distributors. Uh, TikTok has really launched Popple. Um, yeah. So, so TikTok's we been your for main that opportunity, though. Yeah, yeah. TikTok's your main platform right now that you've kind of like marketed out. Definitely. Yeah, we have the most followers. Uh, we're verified. We are a creator account as well. We're on their marketplace. Um, TikTok's an amazing tool because, to quote Jason, our CEO, he has a really great line that TikTok puts an emphasis on your great content, mm. whereas Instagram puts an emphasis on your followers. And the for you page on TikTok discovers brand new things. So if you get good content, you can get 20 million views, 5 million views. You can never organically at this point get that on Instagram mm. or these at Facebook. It's, you Correct. know, it's a lot, the algorithms are built differently. Yeah. And it's like early stage people that are jumping on. So it's like the new platform. Right. Uh, so you are bootstrapped. Is that what you're saying? You guys pretty much bootstrapped. You haven't had any investors. Like, so you got no VCs, no angel investors, nobody putting money into Popple right now. We did a small friends and family round. Okay. You did in that. January. Yep. Basically right before we launched. Yeah. And then since then we haven't, uh, but we just got into the Y Combinator and they make a small investment. So those are the only investments we've taken because we've been profitable since. So do you think that you would go into raising to build and scale at some point? So that's what we're going to look at after Y Combinator. Okay. Uh, they have a three month course and then it all sets up for demo day mm. where you would raise your round uh, at that point. We've had quite a bit of inbound traffic uh, from venture capitalists, from angel investors, um, and we've been pushing the meetings towards demo day so that we can focus on hitting our goals and it, getting the most out of Y Combinator versus trying to raise money. And Y Combinator is such a great business accelerator that we want to make sure to get everything out of that. And mm. so we pushed all of our uh, inbound offers to look at raising or to invest rather to March. So we're going to do that about March, April. Cool. Nice. That's yeah, exciting. it's really exciting. It was super exciting. Yeah, it'll be be a big one. It should be a series A. So we're really excited about it. We're just going to go friends and family to series A based on our metrics. 
and where we're at as a company. Um, so it's really exciting time. Do you want to go IPO at one stage? I would, that's, that's our goal. I've, I've, yes. like we have the mindset of like, let's go IPO. Um, let's take this thing as far as we can. We are dedicated. We are focused. This is what we do Sunday to Sunday, you know, from eyes up to eyes closed. Mm -mm. So we, we have a very strong team that is solely focused on achieving these goals. So I think we're, uh, I think we're going to get there. Awesome. Um, your background is branding. So I want to touch on that a bit. Uh, you know, we're like speaking to the the god of branding here when it comes to yes, tech. Yes, let's talk about so it. So I need I to pick it. your brain. This is what we're in, right? I thought so you were the god of branding. Wait, I'm I want to know. No, 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 no. I want to know everything. Tell me the secrets. So um, when it comes to social media, are you guys spending at the moment? And what kind of campaigns are you running? I know you mentioned you're focusing on TikTok, but what are you finding in the market that's working and what's not working for you? And then if you can lead into how important it is to have a brand, because a lot of people are like, I'm not going to waste time on social media and, you know, spend 40 to a hundred thousand a month on brand because I'm not really going to get a return on investment as in clients or leads. It's about building awareness. So can you like give us like a pitch, like why should people build brand awareness and why it's important? And lead into what social media channels you're focusing on at the moment and what type of ad spend you're doing on that. Okay. So this is actually a five-part question. This is like a 10-part question. You. Okay. You yeah, got this. Part question. I'm speaking to Jeremy Greenfield. I'm sure go. that you've got the bloody answer. <laughs> Let's We're go. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Um, branding is everything. Uh, and anybody that doesn't think it is, I don't think is applying their own consumer behavior to their product because they're probably in love with it. We have a tendency to build something and, oh, it's going to be great. People will buy it. And, you know, if you think about like Google Glass was a very cool product, but they did no pre-market research. So they launched it to everybody, which means they launched it to nobody. So it never took off. Mm. And if you think about branding and why it's so important, Snapchat used to be called Peekaboo. Peekaboo is never going to IPO. Yeah, they got a cease and desist and had to change the name came on to Snapchat. So Peekaboo's never going to IPO. Peekaboo's never going to change the world. Snapchat, Snapchat, that's such a name that just snapped me. Hey, snap me real quick. Like those are brands that will carry and it's just the data speaks for itself. Um, there's a rapper named Two Chains. He used to be called Titty Boy. He was never going to make it as Titty Boy. You know, like he became two chains. Now he's famous. Like that's not the only reason, but there is a big correlation to branding. And some of the, you talked about like some brand things. I can't speak a whole lot on Facebook ads and things like that. I know you want to trigger people right away, but as far as brands go and what I've learned about brands, um, four letter brands are king. There's a reason why there's like Puma, uh, Neff, um, Oh man, there's. I just Please say Adidas. Them. It's Adidas. Adi you say Adidas. Adidas. See, uh, pink. Yeah, but Adidas is an outlier. But there's a lot of four-letter and five-letter brands, and the reason is you can box it into anything. Like, why did Victoria's Secret create pink? Why did Valentino create VLTN when it would have made more sense to have VLTNO five letters? But for some reason, they decided on VLTN. That that's not Valentino. 
but they wanted a four letter brand. So I think there's really something special to four letters. You also want to have good sounds in your name and not have it just drone out. So popple is fun to say. Pop me is fun to say. If our name was something like we have some people who kind of copy us afterwards, we've noticed in some of their names, it's just like, okay, I don't see somebody saying that to another person, Mm -hmm. right? Like even like in Australia, do you guys have Uber and Lyft? Yeah. Okay. When you take a lift somewhere, do you tell people I Ubered here or do you say I, I took a lift? I say I Ubered it. Exactly. But right. you actually took a lift because Uber is a better right. brand and it's a verb. You can, oh, I Ubered here. You don't want to say I'm actually in a lift car. I will be there in That's a little so bit. That's so true a, when you think about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lyft could have never been the first one to create the marketplace. Yeah. Uber, even though Lyft makes sense. What a clever name. You're giving me a lift. It makes sense. What's Uber? I don't get it. Uber makes sense. And so mm. Uber me here. Let me get you an Uber right quick. That's true. And so I think there's so much to that four letter brand and creating a marketplace. So what would be the pitch to people? Uh, a lot of people talk about, I don't want to spend money or open up a budget plan for branding because I don't see the value in building awareness online. It takes too long, which it does. It takes a long time to build a brand. It takes, you know, a long time to build awareness for people to understand who you are. Like Uber, it took a long time. Uh, and people don't know about that. Uh, so what is the pitch to a business or an entrepreneur or somebody starting out or even just like somebody in, you know, SME or enterprise that doesn't see the value in brand? What's the pitch? Like, why should they start a brand? Why should they start building awareness? I was actually just watching this thing about, uh, you know, the show Mad Men with Don Draper? No. Okay. So there's like this show set in the 1950s and 60s in New York City where they're advertising um, media moguls and they are taking meetings and it's all time-based in that. And it's it's an interesting show if you check it out. Okay. There's a scene where Don Draper, the main character, is trying to explain why this is a great idea to this guy. And he sits there and says, I don't agree, blah, blah, blah. And Don says, okay, I think we're done here. Thank you so much for your time. And the guy says, aren't you going to try to sell me? And he says, no, you're a non-believer. It would be a waste of my time to try to convince you. You'll never be convinced. Mm. So in a sense, I would say parse out the, the group you're talking about into the people who need just a little bit of data and they will change their mind to the non-believers because some people will never change. Yeah. The only reason they got a newer phone is because the old phone died and they don't make it anymore. True. Um, An easy way to show branding is there's a great meme. It shows a lighter and it's a dollar and then you put a Nike logo on it and it's $10 and you put a Louis Vuitton logo on it and it's $250. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the power of branding. In the end, it's all the same stuff. Nice restaurants have nicer ambiance, but the food is branding. The ambiance is branding as to why you should pay more. And if you don't care about branding, there's no problem with that. But make sure you're a bargain brand Mm. because that's the only market that will respond to no branding. And I've read a lot of studies and I've seen through my friends and what they've been able to do there's always room for a high-end brand. So if you have a good brand, people will pay more for it. It's why we pay more for Apple than we do for other phones because it's a better product and the branding speaks to us and everything lines up. So I'll pay a premium. 
Cool. That's a really good uh, analogy. It's true. Like I would pay, I would buy a pair of, I actually did buy a pair of triple S's Balenciagas. And my mom was like, what are those ugly shoes? And I was like, it's Balenciaga. That was my answer. What are you going to do? It's Balenciaga. Exactly. Right? And what are you saying there? I don't care if like, it's ugly. You, it's Balenciaga. <laughs> exactly. To that point, you answered her question with, it's Balenciaga. You didn't feel the need to say anything more because that brand they have created says everything for it. 100. That was it. Yeah. And you felt confirmed and you felt completely, yep. Well, it's Balenciaga. Like, Absolutely. what are you saying? Yeah. Of course. It's just like, why would you pay a lot for a watch? It's a Rolex. Like, right. It costs a lot of money. What else? That's what it is. So, yeah. There's so much to a brand. And if you think about like Red Bull, what is Red Bull? It's an energy drink. Mm. But no, it's extreme sports. It's skydiving. It's motorcycles. It's all of these things. That's just branding and marketing. That's it. Why does why do people drink a Michelob Ultra after a golf round? Because it's the sporty beer? That's marketing. That's branding. Yeah. It's just beer. Mm -hmm. But they've found a niche that works and they focused on it. And I think if you're not concerned about branding, then you should be concerned about potentially going out of business because <laughs> you're not going to make it very long. Wow. That's so true. Like, I agree entirely with that. I'm all about brand, 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 brand. So let's wrap it up. Uh, I've got a couple more things to say. So first thing is, what are you going to leave with the listeners today? What is the number one quote that sticks with Jeremy Greenfield? <sighs> That's a big one. Um, <laughs> man, there's so many good quotes. I love quotes. Uh, my friend actually hit me with one today. He said, you know, you always say this and it meant a lot to me. Uh, you can't keep a good man down. And obviously that applies to person, not man, but mm -hmm. you can't keep a good person down. And another one is you can't beat someone who doesn't quit. Mm -hmm. I feel like the number one trait an entrepreneur needs, needs to have is persistence and the ability to keep going without losing their excitement because you're going to have failures. And there's so many people out there who are like, I lost it all in the stock market. Mm. A lot of other people lost it all and then built it right back. And they tell a different story, but you focused on this to be your story mm -hmm. and you almost take comfort and that's your story. It's okay. I'm a failure. I lost in the stock market. Well, no, yeah. it's not. Let's keep going. And so I think those two quotes, uh, you can't keep a good man down. And, uh, the other one I just said, that which of is about you grit. Our, it's about grit. Yeah, grit. Essentially, grit. Like you, yes. you can't uh, yes. take away drive from somebody because they'll keep 100%. going even though they get taken down. They'll still yes. keep going. And lastly, where can people find Popple uh, on TikTok, Instagram? What's the handles, and where can they purchase a Popple? Love it. So at Popple P O P L mm -hmm. dot C O. Mm -hmm is our handle for all social medias and our website. So very simple, uh, .co will take you to our website where you can purchase popples. We also have keychains, which are a big seller because then you can have it on your keys anytime you want to share it. Or if you lose your keys, somebody can pop your keys and see who the owner is. Oh, so cool. there's a lot of exciting things with that. Nice. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jeremy. Thank you for uh, my first podcast. I really appreciate it. It went so smoothly and I can't <laughs> wait for you to come to America for the taillights. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for choosing to wake up with focus. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And for more tips and tricks on how to propel your digital presence to success, follow the Focus Group on our socials via Focus Recruitment and at Focus Media Original on Instagram. Connect with us on LinkedIn at Focus Group and at Focus Media or get in touch directly, belinda at focus.com.au.